I drink your milkshake. You are listening to the Billionaire Podcast Network. What a fellowship, what a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on the everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, safe and secure from all alarms. Leaning on Jesus, leaning on Jesus, leaning on the everlasting arms. And welcome, one and all, welcome, weary uh, souls. Uh, pl- please be, be seated, uh, my flock. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the uh, the Blessed Billionaire Boys Backyard Bible Bonanza, or uh, Six Tuple B as we call it, uh, only on the Billionaire Podcast Network. Ching, bing, 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 dee, 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 fill her up. Um, it's me, the shepherd, uh, one of the shepherds, Pastor Dalton, and I, I'm joined by my fellow uh, man of the cloth, the fellow shepherd, Pastor Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Welcome, my child. Yes. How are you on this most blessed evening, Pastor Jamie? I mean, it's a day the Lord's made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, Ringo, trying real hard to be the <laughs> shepherd. <laughs> yes, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. Did your church ever have a? the pastor or somebody hit him with a uh god god is good all the time mm. all the time god is good amen everybody i think so i think yeah i think they did that once a couple times probably uh yeah i mean we definitely weren't like a won't he do it we weren't one of those churches yeah no we we had a guy in our congregation who would just like at some point in the sermon i guess what after the prayer or i don't know when he but he wasn't he wasn't a, 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 pa, a preacher or anything he wasn't a, a pastor he was just like one of the main funders i guess of the church huh. 
like he was some you know one of the rich like fat guys that came in the sunday best and mm-hmm. he would he would hit us with a uh real loud god is good and then the rest of the congregation would go all the time and then mm-hmm. he would go all the time and then we go god is good yeah amen <laughs> time for the potluck <laughs> yeah <laughs> it sounds it sounds too close to like aa stuff yeah well a- aa is very like church based aa is kind of religious i went mm-hmm. to it like dude i tell you what man it's like if you're looking for salvation I went, I went to an AA meeting once over Zoom, like during the pandemic. And it it was like, it's, it's, it's really interesting because there is like a religious aspect to it. Even if you're not religious, they ask you to name some sort of higher power. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot of people, that's, you know, that's God, the, 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 the Abrahamic God of the Bible. Yeah. Um, but dude, you go you go to AA and you hear like those rock bottom stories, and I was I was amazed. I was like, "How did any of you pull yourselves out of that?" <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it is kind of crazy. Some of the stuff you hear. I mean, Norm's got the best joke on it ever when he's just like, "You know what's his name? Richie K." How it's all I'm telling you is, is I'm not telling you my last name. He's like, "I'd like to keep this anonymous." Anyway, I wanted to tell you about the time I was. I punched my newborn in the face after a pint of gin. Dude, yeah. Dude, it's always stories like that. It's like I blacked out and I woke up in a stranger's house in their baby's nursery. Okay, man. Yeah, like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Or or the guys who are just like homeless and drinking a fifth of vodka every day. And then by the time you see them in AA, they have a house and a car and a family. It's like, how'd you go from living in a parking garage? yeah to the like it's it is like kind of a miracle because it's like i guess is you know that that's the thing with salvation with all of this is so many people now complain about the economy and capitalism and all that kind of stuff and i've seen the lord's uh grace at work in uh, people in the church and in aa where it's like well they went they went from homelessness to homeowners and mm. you're you're just you're just an aging millennial who has a bad credit score, but you still have a place to stay and you can turn that around. Yeah. If they can do it, you can do it. Yeah. That's what's crazy. And because a lot of times you're right. Like, it does feel like depending on where you're at in life, you can feel so defeated. Like I, I can never be redeemed, like not even in a spiritual way, but like redeemed in, in like life to where you can like, uh, people aren't going to respect me ever. But a lot of times it's like, doesn't take too much to turn things around. Sometimes it definitely takes a lot, like, or more than others, right? Like, but yeah, I don't know. It's like one step at a time. That's a lot of what my rehab used to say. <laughs> that was our motto is one well, step at a time, you know, yeah. or one day at a time. Yeah. And, and we're going to get into today's chapter for sure. But it is, you know, you said it, brother, because it is like, uh, I've been in that place for a while where it's like, well, I'm just like, this is just irredeemable. Like, there's no way to like turn this around. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess like do through actually like through doing this show, I mean, we've only done, this is our third episode, but like rediscovering the Bible and thinking back to what I was taught as a kid and like what God is and his divine grace and forgiveness mm-hmm. and power. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there is like a real like tangible feeling of like, you know, all things are possible through 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 God, the Lord God, 
and therein lies our our salvation um and who knows who knows like what what actually goes on there like if you open yourself up there is something to that like if you open yourself up to whatever that is that perceived power of god um i mean it's like it's like whether there is like this actual divinity happening like this otherworldly supernatural uh influence being beamed at you from god himself or if it's Mm -hmm. just like mind over matter like if Mm -hmm. if it's just like you're you're just like not knowing that you're taking the reins of your own life and like just filtering that through your interpretation of god it's like well i mean like really what's the difference i mean you know i think about this quite a bit you know Oh, I've thought about this a lot, you know, because like you do hear those people too, like even like staunch atheists who are just like, oh, you just got to grit and bear it and just do it. And, you know, but like, you know, when it comes to like redemption, you know, you that's because that's a redemption requires a fall, you know, a fall from grace, so to speak. And so like in order to then receive redemption, you almost have to admit you were wrong in order to receive redemption. The, the first and that's an that's a AA step that's the first step yeah literally admitting that you have a problem and you're powerless over it so it's it is interesting because it, it seems more it seems more spiritual than just this idea of just buckle down and get to work it seems yeah. a lot heavier than that well you know god helps those who help themselves uh <laughs> I think it's, I think like the spiritual component of what, like what we're talking about provides like a, a foundation or, or a cornerstone upon which we can uh, clutch as, as tool once said in, in uh, the song, the grudge uh, clutch it like a cornerstone. Otherwise it all comes down. Mm. Uh so that's that's what that's what scripture is for us mm. the 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 proverbial cornerstone as referenced in the tool song the grudge <laughs> and tool <laughs> the the, yeah. the first the first track from the their seminal album lateralist yeah is he is he a believer or not i can't tell Maynard? sometimes yeah probably not well you know i <laughs> i think he's just mad at god which or, i get it i've been mad at god i think he i think he falls more in line with like the joe rogan spirituality where it's like the, the psychedelic just like spirit realm mm-hmm. like that those sorts of things like i don't know yeah which we kind of touched on last week yeah ayahuasca bit. and reincarnation and the I- eternal recurrence like those sort of, sort of like more based on like maybe eastern mysticism yeah yeah um yeah so i i but i don't know i mean every, every like as much as i love their music every interview i've seen with maynard uh he more than anything he just he just seems like he's a jerk he just he just seems like he believes in himself more than anybody Hmm. um but love you know love their music love tool love a a perfect circle pussifer they're great yeah i was just listening to prison sex the other day god what a great song that's yeah (laughs) that's good man i I love it i never i never thought i'd say that so much but I mean, I really love prison sex. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good track, dude. <laughs> it's, a, it's a song. It's a song. Yeah, yeah, they're fun, man. I want to clarify that? I don't um, love prison sex. 
You love the song. I love the song, Prison Sex. Yeah, I feel you. All right. I like both. <laughs> Yo quiero no los dos. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I, yeah, I think Maynard is just more of like a, a psychedelic. Yeah, that makes really, sense. Yeah, or I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Because he seems he, angry in a lot of songs at Jesus specifically. Yeah, maybe. You know, I, you know I, who knows? I think he just believes in the power of music and wine. Also, you know, he like runs a vineyard. No, and, does he? Yeah. Cool wine. Yeah, he started a vineyard in Arizona, which is like unbelievably oh. stupid. Yeah, well, they, they only probably sell like one grape. Yeah, the, he he's talked about it where he was like, yeah, you know, the land out there actually is not good for. Took a lot of work. It's like, yeah, dude, that, that's why there's no vineyards in Arizona. Like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> We're Arizona's first vineyard. Yeah, you're sinking millions of dollars into like a novelty wine. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, anytime yeah. a anytime a celebrity has starts their own alcohol brand, it's like, well, this isn't like a quality name in whatever this is whether it's wine or tequila or whatever yeah it's just like if anyone buys it it's because you're the person making it yeah that's the only thing it's like dan Aykroyd's skull vodka it's like the worst vodka yeah that being said i've tried ron white's tequila and it's pretty good ron white's tequila is not bad (laughs) the number one tequila number one yeah (laughs) it ain't bad (laughs) it's not terrible i've had worse hell patron's worse tequila than number one yeah patron yeah patron is is definitely like a frat boy like what people like dumb people's what dumb people think is good tequila yeah exactly it's like they see us they saw a soldier boy video of him like chugging a bottle (laughs) and they're like oh that must be premium tequila it's like no it's like actually the worst yeah, no, I would go Hornitos or like Milagro or something, something like that. Yeah, I've been a little Hornitos lately. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, I need a, oh. maybe eight, 1800. It's got the, the shot built into the cap. That's yeah, a, that's pretty cool. That's a fun gimmick. Yeah. But I don't drink no more. I'm a man of the cloth now. It's, you know, we are the, uh, the Jim and Tammy Faye of podcasting, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah, and you're you're Tammy. I'm Tammy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. definitely Tammy, dude. I'm gain I'm because I'm I'm putting on weight. I, I look ridiculous. You look yeah. You it's because you got you you look hot. Yeah, and what and, and, and one last thing, and then we'll get into today's chapter. But sure. did, you got to go watch the Tammy Faye movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's on Max, formerly HBO Max. It's called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It was actually it was directed by uh, Michael Showalter from the State in uh-huh. Wet, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I didn't know he directed things. Like I've only known him as like a sketch actor and like a yeah. comedic actor, but he directed it, and it's it's really good. It's Is it like, a comedy? It's not. It's, it's like a biopic. I mean, it's oh, okay. definitely. It's it's funny. There's moments where it's really funny, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's just moments where it's like really devastating because yeah. like you get the sense that, I mean, what you get like watching is that like Jim Baker is like a through and through con man, and is like definitely like one of these like hypocritical televangelists, like megachurch mm-hmm. guys, and you kind of get the sense that Tammy Faye kind of like. Uh, roped into that and fell into that trap 
you know, she couldn't resist the allure of all the fame and fortune and riches mm-hmm. and jewels. But she's portrayed as more of a tragic figure where it's like she actually really did want to help people and be a good person. And mm-hmm. she's got she's got like really caught up in like the spectacle of it all. Mm-hmm. And then like w- w- inevitably when it all came like crashing down on them because of like all the fraud that he had done and, you know just kind of want to scumbag he he is i mean he's still alive <laughs> yeah still doing uh, he's still working um yeah but it, it's a really good movie and it's uh jessica chastain as tammy faye and mm. um andrew garfield is jim baker oh andrew garfield's in it All right. mm-hmm. he's very good in it yeah and there's a there's a really there's a really cool scene i won't like spoil what, what all they show but there's like a cool scene when they do a montage of like real life uh moments in tv and stuff that when people were like really coming down hard on tammy faye where it's just like all these moments on like saturday night live and all these comedians and news anchors just like lambasting this lady and it just it just shows you like what she was put through in real life in terms of like public perception Hmm. it's good man it's good man all right yeah i might check it out actually that sounds yeah, pretty good i'd be curious to see like what jim baker says now <laughs> you know like after everything like i would like him be like well that was those were you know you can get lost and in, in, when you're found you can get you know or something like i love yeah him. i don't know what because he actually did go to prison and he's like still working as a televangelist and i've seen i've seen like segments from his sermons in recent years and it looks like a lot of it is like I don't know if he was doing this as much back in the day, but a lot of his thing now is like doomsday preparation, like the rapture mm. is coming, so you need to buy these like survival buckets and golden oh, shovels. Oh, jeez. Yeah, just trying yeah. to se- just try, you know, trying to sell like nonsense to people. Yeah, and there's always people out there that are going to buy that. Yeah, there's a there's you can another use any tragedy you can use any like conflict going on currently in world affairs to like to as it to prove as your justification. I mean, you could use the Palestine Israel conflict. Like, see, it's time you better grab these these Jim Baker buckets. Oh Apocalypse, yeah, well, dude, Apocalypse buckets. That's that, okay. So, man, maybe this might we might have to do a Patreon for this. Uh, nugget because this is like too deep to get into on this Uh but that that's the thing about israel like with christian like christian's relationship with israel yeah yeah israel is like a central component in what christians believe to be the rapture yeah yeah israel is like integral to what they think is like and the rapture is nowhere in the bible there's no that's not a thing that's anywhere in the bible but like this like world-ending event in which in which like the the saved or the the righteous are sucked up into heaven like israel plays like such a big part in that belief yeah and and so that's why there's like so many christians that are very pro-israel well i thought it talks about it in revelation the rapture no there's no mention of like an actual we'll we'll get to revelation and probably 15 20 years <laughs> we'll get there in our 50s yeah know, this phase we'll, we'll get there no i could have swore it had it talked about the rapture but no it talks about like the time. end of days like armageddon mm-hmm. or horsemen mark of the beast yeah uh, all that, cop- and then, but, that but we're already gone i think mm-hmm. we we're supposed to be i thought of it but yeah you're yeah, supposed to be like peace in, the, in it when peace in, in israel happens that's like 
I think the sign like it's about to go down. Or like yeah. the anti <laughs> the antichrist is supposed to bring peace in the Middle East. <laughs> that's like that's that's like the 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 that's what most Christians I think believe in like the common American church. Yeah, maybe. I you know, it's beyond us. We're not going to solve the Middle East on this show. We're just we're just nor the end of days. Yeah, we're just simple men of God. That's it. The we're just the, the Jim and Tammy Faye podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're the blessed billionaire, billionaire, bruised heel boys. Blessed banquet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just uh, a couple sp- fallen souls, man. Speaking of bruised heels, Genesis chapter three. You like that? You like the little ref, <laughs> like the little ref dude? I can tell you did. You did your homework. You did your reading for this week. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that because I don't know what the word enmity means. <laughs> we'll enmity? Enmity. Yeah. Enmity. En- en- enmity. Enmity. Ian. We'll get to it when we get we'll to get it. Because <laughs> I don't know what that word means. And I don't know why it would bruise one's heel. Uh, but yeah, we're on We're on to Genesis chapter 3. Uh, this is the fall, folks. And we, we touched on the first, the first verse last week, but we'll go back over it here. Uh, because th- this is the intro this is the introduction of the the fallen one himself the morning star mm-hmm. lucifer satan the devil beelzebub Be- no beelzebub is like one of the dukes or something not that he is beelzebub he- no, no, no Beelzeb- it's like another word there's set there's 72 like dukes or something of hell and beelzebub is the lords like lords of hell and Be- beelzebub is the lord of the flies he's not He's not like the ruler of all hell. He's mm. not. He's not Lucifer. I've never heard that. I just thought that was another word for Satan. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a common misconception that Beelzebub and Satan are like synonymous with each other. That those are just interchangeable names for the same entity. Mm. But Be- Beelzebub is actually like a separate thing. It's the, another fallen angel that has moved up the ranks and become the the Lord of the Flies. Oh, I didn't even know that there were other rulers. I mean, I guess I knew there are demons and stuff. I think so he's just like, like a demon, basically. Yeah, he's he's like a demon with like a high rank. So he's like a lord or a duke or something. There's tons, dude. There's Beelzebub. There's Payman. There's Valak, Ball. There's there's like tons and tons of other like high well, rank. I thought I thought Ball was just a false idol that they worshipped. Uh, the, the Canaanites worshipped. Not well. At Baal. Yeah, I mean, we could we could maybe do like a separate occult show where we get into the the dukes and lords of hell. <laughs> but I don't want to get too in the weeds on this. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Be- we have we have heard two chapters in. To yeah, this and giant we're talking about book. Beelzebub. Like we're not even there yet. Uh, right, no, the, right. chapter three is the the chapter that details the fall. Yes. Um. And so it begins, chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtil. I, I touched on that last week. My translation spells the word subtle. S-U-B-T-I-L. Now the subtil. serpent was more subtil than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Yea, shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Yea, shall not eat of it, 
neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Uh, so you know, um, was that what does that mean? <laughs> what do you think that means, Jamie? <laughs> oh, easy, easy. I got this one. Let me take it from here. <laughs> uh, well, to go back to your subtil in verse one, mine says crafty, right? So, for your listeners that are like, what the hell does that mean? Uh, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast. Um, you know, I never really noticed this before until just now. He said, she said, you shall not eat of the fruit in the midst of the garden, but neither shall you touch it. So not only can they not eat it, but they're not even supposed to be touching it. So really, yeah. really the fall starts when she grabs it. Oh, that's a good point. Not even eating it. That's a good point. Just... But but they didn't recognize their, well, we'll get, hold on. Hold on, hold on. What if you bump into the tree? What if you're just, uh, oops, oops. What, if you, yeah, what if you're just kind of a klutz? <laughs> <laughs> You just do one of those accidental falls. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Crunch. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. my teeth and mouth fell onto the fruit. Right in it. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I accidentally absorbed all knowledge of good and evil. I hate when that uh, happens. I Mr. Magooed my way into this tree. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you accidentally take an extra an extra hit of acid on accident. You're like, yo, she yeah. taking that last tab, tabaroni. Yeah, it's just like it's just like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what happened here. Yeah. So the, yeah, there's there's a bunch of trees in the garden, but God put one tree in particular there to serve as just pure uncut temptation for Adam and Eve. <laughs> yeah. and, you see that really sweet one though? Definitely do not eat that one. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's that's the thing is like when you're a child, that's all that being a child is is yeah. like everyone around you telling you everything you're not supposed to do and it only makes you want to do those things more like mm -hmm. as a kid it's just like man i really more than anything i just want to do the things that everybody says i'm not supposed to yeah i want to put my hand on a hot burner on the stove <laughs> yeah i want to slap the tv hard yeah i want to smoke a cigarette <laughs> i want to i want to sit i want to sit as close to the tv as possible uh, yeah, I don't care. I want, that I, I want to eat candy before dinner. Yeah, I want candy for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. it's just just all the things that are forbidden as a child is is like all the things you like really really want, and so. But you mentioned, but that's interesting because you just brought up a lot of things that are bad for you. Sure. You know. Yeah. Well, even even as a kid, like knowledge itself is like locked away. Like there's, yeah, you don't you don't understand why yet? Yeah, there's there's like TV shows that you're not supposed to watch. There's movies that your parents don't want you to watch. Books, mm. comic books. There's like all these things that the world around you wants to like shield you from and like uh, prohibit you from consuming in some way. Yeah, and, and you want to know why? Yeah, and it's it's like that as that aspect of it more than anything. Like the fact that it is forbidden makes it more tempting than anything else that's available to you as a kid. It's like, yo, I don't care about Lincoln logs. Okay. I want to know what, what the inside the pages of a playboy look like. Mm -hmm. and it well, turns, out, turns out they're pretty boring to be honest it, with you. <laughs> yeah. They're not as being comparatively to nowadays what they got is uh, well, that's, what's interesting. Cause I know uh, a big thing in the Muslim faith is they're always real anti. They're always talking bad about intrigue. 
the, the word intrigue comes up a lot, which is kind of the same idea as this idea of being curious. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, which is interesting because like with Eve here, right, she's not. The serpent is creating this curiosity in her before that she was like, what? Like she hadn't really thought about it almost. She was kind of oblivious. So it's like, where did this, the serpent, this crafty serpent, did it come from within her? <laughs> you know, she have a snake in her boot. <laughs> yeah. She might have a snake in her boot. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're to interpret this, uh, literarily metaphorically, you know, um, the, instead of like a literal interpretation, you know, rather than a snake having talked to her maybe it was just a that natural curiosity that exists within all of us that pushes us to continue the uh the, the search for knowledge mm-hmm. and, and and to acquire new information and build new things look what it, in, i mean like honestly like thinking about it that way look what it's done to us like we could have we we've had so many moments in history where we could have had just a garden of eden you know what i mean like like as as we as like the people that built this country in the world were building it and, and there there was probably a point when they got it just right when they were like all right everybody could just chill out and we don't have to like really do much anymore but there was like that thing inside all of us that just wants to know more about the world and keep pushing forward and, and do you think it's do you think it's boredom i mean no if you've eaten all the trees you're like and it's fine like oh, where's the zip where's the zest where's the I spice don't, i don't think it's boredom i think it's just just something in us like it's just this innate thing in humans and that's what we're seeing here with like this idea of temptation and like this um thirst this hunger for knowledge that that just exists in us and like for better or worse like we're that's just who we are so it's like you look around at the world today and we have like we have all the buildings we have all the infrastructure that we need we have like everything we need is there we could just stop and be like all right everybody just chill out (laughs) you know what i mean like walmart is throwing tons of food away every day Let's all just enjoy. Yeah, we're throwing food away. The amount of food we trash in this. But instead of just enjoy like whatever paradise could be like granted to us, to us, like what's more uh, desirable is like the continued pursuit of like knowledge and information and uncovering the mysteries of life in the universe. I mean, you know, like the billionaires want to go to mars and and they want to dive deep into the ocean and they want you know people want to do all these all these things and it seems to only make things worse for us and make us more miserable well i think that you're bringing up some good points i think we should i think we should keep reading because uh you're you're coming up on something yeah let's Uh, get into it very interesting Uh, okay starting at verse four and the serpent hold on, hold on, said, hold on, hold on. You, "Oh yeah, sorry, sorry." Yeah, we we ended on verse three there, uh, verse four. And the serpent said unto the woman, "Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, 
knowing good and evil. And Wait, when your says your says gods, yeah. plural. Yes. Oh, interesting. Mine just says be like God, singular capital God. Yeah, mine says God. There's there's like a, a lot of like dubious language in this in that way, like the, <laughs> the, like this plurality that it gives to God, mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, who knows? Yes. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, knowing good and evil, and well, when see, one... so that's that's what I wanted to bring up because when you just brought up everything else, like uh, about how we are this thirst of you know we want to go tomorrow, we want to know what's next, we want to know what's next. I think it's interesting that the 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 symbol of the devil here, the serpent, is saying, "Oh, well, you're not you're not going to die. You're gonna. It's just that God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened." You're going to know good and evil and you're going to be like God. And yeah. I think that's like in a weird way, like the first original sin, not disobeying God, but it's almost like we wanted to be like God. We wanted to, we wanted to be, we want to be God, which is so true. I mean, we really do. If you're, if people are honest with themselves, they do want to <laughs> be like God. For they sure. Want to be God. Yeah. You, you want to know everything. You want everybody to adore you and worship you, and you want to be able to do anything without any repercussions. You know what I mean? Like, people say that they don't, but I, I think they're full of it. I think everybody really <laughs> deep down wants to be God, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. For I sure. Mean, that's the best. People want to be, be like, people want to be Tom Brady. Of course you want to be God. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh i mean yeah that's the all of us would love to be god um and someone some would say we all are god in some way we're just uh fractions of god that are all experiencing ourselves in this uh infinite universe but anyway Hmm. uh i do i think when when they mention like that touching the fruit and eating of it where, where it says lest ye die i think what that's in reference to is not necessarily a physical death i mean we find out later it's not but more of like a spiritual death you know what i mean like you know like to 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 give in to this temptation and touch eat the fruit would, would cause would cause like some some sort of death within your soul this like spark that god had given you uh, goes away upon disobeying him and giving into that temptation. And mm. now, so, like a separation. Well, because you think it's because it's like a distrust. Is that what it is? I mean, is it like, a, um, just uh, yeah. We, we yeah. What is that? What does that mean? The, the death. I mean, yeah. You the devil's like, oh, surely you're not going to die. Yeah. But Easily. it's it's a it's a spiritual death. I mean, like we we experience it in our own lives. Any anytime we do something that we just know is not good for us, yeah. Like yeah. when we're when we're going against our better judgment, or just like what society asks of us, mm. you know, like doing open mics uh, <laughs> and pursuing a very foolish uh, endeavor. Mm. Um. You you experience like so many deaths in life in that way. You just, you just get your you get your teeth kicked in constantly based on your own decisions, mm-hmm. and just like uh you know like the cells in your body die off and regrow and all that and 
age and wither away. Uh, that that also happens to you, like spiritually and emotionally, mentally as well. Hmm. Um, so may I? Yeah, maybe that's what that's in reference to. <laughs> hmm. Um. Any uh. So yeah, and, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Uh, and so yeah, I mean, right there is like th- that's the idea is like knowledge itself is is like that of the gods, like to have any sort of like knowledge is godlike. Well, and it's um, also interesting that, yeah, that we're not, that we're not supposed to, it's also in a weird way implying that we're not supposed to handle knowing between good and evil. Like that, you know, and again, this is kind of like to the point of the Buddhists now, like they live in this perfect nirvana of balance, right? The yin and yang balance of, of good and evil or, or, or order and chaos and this perfect unity but if you know the difference between them, then now you can be too full of one or the other. And if you're too evil, obviously that's bad. And if you're too good, you become pious and self-righteous and blinded to your own evil, you know? So it's, it's interesting that it's implying that we're not supposed to know the difference. Hey, hey ignorance is bliss, brother. Mm. There you go. Mm. You know, they're cliches for a reason. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, or I think I think that's an idiot. That would be an idiom. Yes, ignorance an idiom. is it's an idiom. Anyway, this isn't this is an eighth grade English class. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, verse six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, <clears throat> and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. I mean, look, listen to this. I mean, it's always trifling. Try it's it's just like it's just like when you go to a restaurant with a woman and you order your plate and she orders hers, and she's like, Oh, this is so good, you have to try this. And you go, Oh, I'm good, I've got my own food. No, thank you. She goes, Come on, please, just try it. Come on, try it. You have to try it. And then she's just, your fries. just beating you down at the Cheesecake Factory. Like, okay, fine. I'll try the chicken Diane. I wanted the shepherd's <laughs> pie, so I ordered the shepherd's pie. That's what I wanted to eat. But if you insist, I'll try the chicken Diane. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this is like. I hate the chicken Diane. I don't like the chicken Diane, so I got the shepherd's pie. <laughs> no one likes the chicken Diane. <laughs> I think that's what they're known for, actually. It sucks. It sucks. I like their wontons. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what's going on here. This is like taking a date to Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) Well, and it's also interesting, right? This is also like another idiom, right? Like misery loves company a little bit, right? Like, well, if I'm going to do something bad, I want 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 someone to come do it with me. I don't want to do this alone. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Just like just like at Cheesecake Factory when she's she's like, should we get the mac and cheese bites? Let's be bad. Let's be bad together. I know you're on Weight Watchers. I know your doctor said not to eat like this, but, but come on, it's date night. Just one mac and cheese bite's not gonna fried yeah. mac and cheese ball. Fried mac and cheese ball. I mean, we're gonna get cheesecake too later, but but also let's go ahead and grab. Yeah, that, that, this analogy kind of works because this book and the Cheesecake Factory menu are about the same size. 
They're about the same length. <laughs> I think Cheesecake Factory's menu is just a little longer. Yeah, we could we could do a whole separate show just going over the Cheesecake Factory menu. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna live long enough to do both of these. Yeah, that that would that would take a number of years to get through that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. uh, and he did eat. Verse seven. Uh, and the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. Now, how's a voice going to walk? Well, see, mine just says that they heard the sound of the Lord God walking. That makes more sense. This says voice. But voices don't don't walk. They vibrate through the air. Yeah. (laughs) He, he He walketh among us. I mean, that's the thing is like at this point, was he was he in his physical form or was it still like in the spiritual like he just because it's also so listen to this. And mine says, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And then it's got a little asterisk right here. And if I look at my footnotes, it's uh, in Hebrew, it means more instead of cool of the day, Hebrew means the wind. And oftentimes in the Bible, the wind is also used in reference to the spirit of God. So like, oh, okay. what if, what if it was like, they're sitting there and they eat and immediately like just, just wind, just gusty wind. Oh, scary. You know? That was scary. Dude. Scary dude. You know, like what, what's going what, We're necking. We got to cover up. It's getting windy. What do yeah. we just do? What, and that's what, a, that's what a, do we do? That's a cue in a lot of movies too. That's like a, it's definitely like a literary device. Like mm-hmm. somebody does something and then there's like wind that blows out all the candles. Yeah. Door shut, <laughs> slam shut. Yeah. You know, so they eat the fruit and then there's a, a gust of wind and it's like fee, fee, fi, fo, <laughs> Yeah. Who, who's sucking on my thumb? <laughs> I imagine God is, is a giant. From Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a, a, a British giant. <laughs> yes. Um, Ooh, scary stuff. Now you got it. Now it's time to pay the piper, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Based in the music. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And then God said, Well, ain't nothing I ain't ever seen before, boy. I raised you. I raised you. I've seen it all before. I used to change I used to change your britches. Yeah, change your britches. <laughs> Yo, yeah this is a this is a, a lot of crazy stuff right here you know yeah well because they they know like i would imagine that upon eating it whatever this like rush of knowledge is that they get they're naked but they i mean they also know that they've like dis they disobeyed him you know it's so like they feel, like, they feel shame yeah it's a you know the same as a kid taking a little, a little cookie out of the cookie jar and just you know lying to his mommy about it mm-hmm. and then she's like you, you don't lie to me boy i know when you're lying it's like okay yeah. i was just i was scared that you were gonna spank me and she's like now go outside and get me a switch mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's sort of what it's like here. And God, and God's about to give them, make them go get the switch. Big, it's a big switch. It's a big switch that God's going to uh, tan their one. hides with. <laughs> well, and this is an interesting thing too, you know, because I remember, I don't know if you want to get into this part of it, but Eve ate the fruit first. Mm-hmm. But God asked for Adam, where are you? Yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam didn't have a good, good hold on his lady. True. Because I think, she, I, I think like if Adam had turned it down, then God would have been like, oh, they, hey, let's take a mulligan on this. And then he would have just smited Eve and be like, I'll make you a new one. I'll get you a new one. I get you a new one. Just get just you a go. proper lady. Yeah, and he's he's like just 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 rest up. Just go ahead and go. You know, enjoy the day. Take you know, go to sleep. Because he, he, he's running around with all these snakes. He takes another rib, and this just keeps happening until Adam <laughs> has no rib cage and his <laughs> organs are exposed. <laughs> he's just void and mushy in his torso. Yeah, God's like, like, when are you gonna when are you gonna learn your lesson? Are you that <laughs> you're that thirsty? <laughs> this, is, this is some beta business going on here okay yeah, yeah. you need you need to lay, a, lay the hammer down lay the law down in your yeah. house hey. you're a man you don't need her you don't have to do yeah. what she asks you to do every time you quit talking to those snakes eve and come what did god say you put that fruit down you mm-hmm. know but no adam adam did what she wanted instead of god he valued uh his his uh wife and what she wanted instead of what god wanted Mm-hmm. Well, um, he was still, I think, messed up and mesmerized from those beautiful breasts. Probably he was like, probably what? I mean, whatever. You want to eat that? That's cool with me, man. But he, he didn't was still know in the honeymoon phase prior to prior to eating the fruit. Like he didn't know that they were exposed breasts. But he, but he, he knew that they still liked them. Yeah, but there was there was nothing there was nothing like taboo about them at that point. Like no, but they looked great. Like a big a big part of of breasts for us is is the fact that they are like naughty you know that's why that's why it's like all these women who talk about like freeing the nipple and want to go topless in places it does kind of ruin the the mystique of what breasts are when you see a woman just on the street with no top on it's like well i'm happy to take a gander but you know um but I, I don't know. I, I disagree because think about think about the think about the natural elements of it. They give you life from the teat as an infant. Sure, it's it's this it, you're you're naturally always because I actually used to have a joke about this where I'd talk about how they want to not sexualize breasts by freeing the nip, but and they love giving examples of how this is being done and successfully and they love giving the, the example uh, the most of the tribe like certain tribes in africa that walk around with their breasts hanging out and they're not sexualizing them but i don't think that, that means that they don't find them sexy right i mean they still like who doesn't like a good chocolate mound but the i but the, i would say the whole concept of anything being sexy is born from sin really i think so maybe right mm, i don't know I don't, I mean, they they weren't ashamed. You're right. They were both naked and unashamed. I'm repressed. They were both, but they, but they were both. I mean, Adam was still when they were naked and unashamed and sinless. He was still getting hard. You think so? You think he was? Sex. <laughs> I suppose so. Dude, it looked good. It was very good. 
<laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess so but there, there wasn't yeah they just did, they didn't feel any shame from it, it, it. just wasn't shameful because it was pure yeah you know? it was like dude i love she, he was like e bring those bring those big old boobies over here for <laughs> god in the world i don't give him a couple honks yeah man you know <laughs> but but i don't know but you do bring up an interesting point because it's like if, once they were but that's interesting though, because now that when their eyes are open and they knew they were naked, and their shame, and they now they sew they sew big leaves together and made themselves loincloths. That's interesting because they they covered themselves. Well, wait, hold on, we'll continue because now God's going to ask them who said you were naked. Yeah, and who taught them how to sew? <laughs> yeah, they're like we got to start sewing. Was that part of the fruit? Was <laughs> just learning how to sew? So, hey, I don't know what's going on, but I can I got skills that I can sew now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the it's like the Matrix. They just downloaded like yeah, uh, yeah. I know Kung Fu. Yeah, she's like I I know uh I know seamstress uh, I know <laughs> I know whatever the word is I know how to sew now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sewer. Yeah, uh, and you'll reap what you sow. Yeah, um, boy, don't they? Yeah, I I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And then we go on verse eleven, and he said, "Who told thee that thou wast naked?" Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And and the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. See, this is the thing. She can't take, just like every woman, she cannot take responsibility for her own actions. This is like, oh, a snake talked to you. That's why. It was, okay. it was a snake. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a, a, you're telling me a snake talked to you, and, it, and it's not your fault. It's the snake's fault that talked <laughs> well, to you. Well, and Adam, too, he blames two people. He blames, he blames Eve and then God. He tries to blame, he tries to turn around on God, the woman that you gave me. Yeah, this is, you gave her to me. Yeah, this is your fault for you know. Yeah, we, hey, look, like God, why would you want me to not have sex when you give me this huge hog? Yeah, here's a, here's another idiom for you, God. Women can't live with them, can't live without them. Thanks for doing that. Could have been, could have been boys' night forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could have exactly. been eternal guys' night here in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, but you made you made this broad, and. Yeah, and not, it, yeah, God, how do you expect me to how do you expect me to not do cocaine with, with the boys staying up late when you when you made me so damn fun? You made me this fun. I'm <laughs> yeah, a good you, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who might have turned down a little bit of yay? Yeah. And it's it's like that all throughout history and even now. You know, you go out with a lady and then she just she ends up doing something wild that you have to pay for. Oh you know, yeah. you know it's it's always like she picks a fight with the bouncer or uh just you know you know what i mean just w- women live their lives as though they'll never suffer any repercussions for their actions because usually there is a man who will take the brunt of whatever those consequences are yeah and, except and- for eat except for eating stuff it always goes to their ass <laughs> <laughs> like that's on you sugar <laughs> hey man some guys like that i mean yeah, yeah, me too i think adam did too he liked it he, he saw eve and was like whoa whoa <laughs> man 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we go on to verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Um, I don't know en- what any, I don't know what any of that means. In enmity, enmity means strife, right? Like, <laughs> it? I don't know what the word enmity means. Oh, let me. I got. I got to look that up because I. I truly do not know what that word means. Enmity. I thought it always meant like like uh, yeah, some sort of like conflict or hatred. Oh, oh, honestly, this is what we've been talking about. Enmity. The state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. So I mean, like literally, like all the it's just like all the jokes we've been making about you know just like men and women. <laughs> it is literally that's literally what's happening here. Is but God this between us? But this is between a snake and a woman. No, I think God is saying that like between Adam and Eve, between like man and woman. No, because he's um, talking to the serpent in verse fourteen. The Lord God said to the serpent. Because you have done this. Oh wait. You oh, I guess I mean? so. You're gonna go on your belly. You're gonna eat dirt. So it's like he. It's like it's almost acting like he had legs. Oh, oh, I get what he's saying. Between the IC. Okay, so he's saying that that the woman and and all the children she'll bear will forever have like this opposition to serpents, and so the the heel of man. Will fall upon the head of the snake, and the head. Yeah, of the snake. Always, yeah. The, the snake's always trying to bite ankles and, yeah, and kill exactly. us. And we're always trying to stomp on their heads. Exactly. Okay. You so gotta watch out means. in the bush. So that's what that's what that verse means. Okay, well, I take back what I was trying to say. Um, <laughs> but her offspring. I've heard. I've heard that this verse, verse fifteen, I've heard is also supposed to be a uh, a prophecy of Christ. I've heard that growing up in church. Perhaps, um, they always did stuff like that in church that like, there's all these moments in the old Testament that reference Jesus in some way. And I I don't, I don't think any of that's true. I don't think there's anything that happens in the old Testament that predicts or references Jesus. Um, but we'll, you know, we'll get there in 10 years. Yeah, we'll get, we'll keep it. We'll keep getting there. (laughs) Verse 16 Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. You're, you're damn right. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. <laughs> as, as, hey, dudes rock. dudes rock. That's what that that's means. What, that's, that's what happens. That's what happens when you don't listen to your man. Man's king of his castle. Okay, Look. babe. So <laughs> listen here, sh- listen here, sugar. Why'd you would you learn how to sew some loincloths together? Yeah. How would you learn how to cook us up a hot dinner? You know? Why don't you use all that knowledge that the fruit gave you? Did it give you any recipes, sweetheart? <laughs> is there is there any Martha Stewart rattling around in that head of yours now? Adam goes, guess we're eating snake tonight. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> That's interesting, though. This, yeah, the multiplying your pain and childbearing, and see now these all these ladies like I don't want to. They're trying to get rid of their. They're trying to. They don't want kids anymore. They're trying to uh, escape their consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, women don't want to have kids anymore. They want to like circumvent actually having to bear children. Yeah, you want to have sex. You want to have your cake and eat it too. You want to have sex and no. And look, kids. I, I mean, honestly, look at what happens to them. Like, look at what happens when whenever a woman uh, acts in defiance of God in that way. Like, whether it's like pharmaceutical birth control, like pills or an IUD, like or some sort of like implant in their arm um they it always like throws their bodies like completely out of equilibrium and yeah yeah their hormones are always off and yeah they always talk are about it they, they're gaining weight they don't get their menstrual cycles anymore and it like if there's any like you know it, there's plenty of things that one could say is like an indication that god is real and it's like birth control is one of them that like by taking this you are being punished by god like what this is doing to your body he does not god does not want you to do this yeah it is interesting they haven't figured out how to like make it still normal while preventing that it's like yeah you're you're messing with something i mean yeah. it's, it's, it's 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 wildly biological yeah what you're messing with i mean if you want to get into like real like conspiracy territory it's like of course that the, there would be this like public uh you know this like new feel way of thinking about these things and like perception on birth control mm -hmm. that it's it's like liberating to women somehow because yeah. the pharmaceutical companies that want to sell birth control are going to like create that narrative mm, of course yeah because it's like sell it yeah because it's a really tough sell to be like yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna implant <laughs> a piece of metal in your uterus that's a, that's a tough thing to sell people, mm. but then you say, uh, "But you know, you know what this means? Uh, a man can ejaculate inside of you without consequence." Yeah, you can just jizz all in you. No, no, no kids because yeah, because because abortion's tricky, especially in Texas. And so now you can just get one of these things. You're fine. Yeah, which is all. It also does not mean that because there's still like the risk of disease <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you could just you just don't have to deal with like any sort of unwanted pregnancy um but i yeah. mean yeah i mean i mean it, it definitely like that's conspiracy territory that's big pharma you know russell brand big pharma big pharma isn't it big, yeah, big, big pharma isn't it big pharma's bad <laughs> well and that's and then well and the second curse uh is interesting so the first curse multiply your childbirth pain and the second one is what they're still trying to do to this day is their your desire will be for or, or mine says or against like your desire will be against your husband but he'll rule over you like they want to be they still want to be like top dogs and authorities and they want it to be a woman's world you know which is an interesting like curse that he gives women like like you're going to want to be you're going to want to be in the man's position you want to be you want to be the leader but it just ain't gonna happen no why hey you know i got it's like it's like every marriage we know about growing up in texas anytime a man wants to make a decision it's like gotta check in with the boss on that one yeah yeah gotta, gotta talk to the boss on this one before i finance a new refrigerator yeah yeah you can't uh, just you can't just make a decision 
No, because if you do, no matter no matter how like minute the decision is, like no matter how like insignificant it is, the fact that that decision was made without like consorting your wife prior to making the decision, she is going to blow a fuse. <laughs> no matter no matter what it is. I know. Anytime like I'm hanging out with a buddy and they, even like with a girlfriend, and they're like they just make a decision, I'm just like. Oh, you don't. You're not going to check with so and so, and they're like, "No, I don't got to do that." I'm just like, oh, "Okay." I'm yeah, dude. Want, I mean, there I were, there you were like act tough right now, but I know you're going to pay for that somehow. Dude, there were so many times as a kid, like my dad would just go get like groceries, you know, and then just come home with bags of groceries and just get like screamed at by my mom that he went grocery shopping without telling her he was going, hmm. and, and like she didn't, she was not able to like be a part of that the decision-making process as to like what groceries to get hmm. it's just stuff like that. Like really like minuscule things like here's some food, you know, I, I went to work and made money and I went and bought us food, honey. And then she's like, you don't respect me. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa lady. <laughs> you got a real Adam and Eve situation going on there. Yeah, dude. Um, uh, but, uh, well, uh, let's see. Let's see how we how we uh, curse the man then. Yeah, so we go on to verse seventeen, and unto Adam he said, "Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life." Thorns and also thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. Ooh. Uh <laughs> in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. That's that's a big one. From that's dust one. till dust. That's a big one, dude. That's you God gonna, is you gonna die, you're gonna work, and you're gonna die. God is really upset. <laughs> dude, first well, first he's upset. He goes, because you listen to your wife and not me. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't be listening to these ladies. Yeah, guys, like this thing of ours. <laughs> we never we never bring our, the misses in on this. <laughs> <laughs> Bros before no 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 yeah <laughs> now be careful now yeah yeah uh yeah that's uh, a, this is a wild one this is, yeah he's he's upset so yeah you know there that's you know I, I, I think a lot of people are familiar with those passages you know god is saying that i guess i guess like prior to this there was just food it was just like hey whatever it was like it was like the the the, the first room in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where it's just everything yeah. is food. Um, that that's sort of what the Garden of Eden was like, where it's just like, yo, there's food everywhere, and you shall want for none of it. Just go, hey, hey enjoy it. Mm-hmm. This is the golden. Well, cor- Welcome to the golden corral. Well, and I also yeah, well, the golden. Corral. <laughs> well, and I also imagine too, like the ground was probably like again, it was like super soil, right? It's super soft, mushy, well, like. uh uh, moist like perfectly moist and then like i just see it getting like hard and like now he's got to start chiseling at it yeah god like is saying mulch. yeah he's saying in these passages basically that you know now you're gonna have to like work 
for your meals. You're going to have to like till the earth and, and plant crops and go hunt and all like all this and, and be like, be pain. Oh, yeah. And you're going to have to like be one with the earth now for you come from the earth and to the earth. You shall return dust to dust. Um, yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, that he talks about, about the sweat of your face. You shall eat bread. Like before that, I mean, yeah. Had they not too many carbs. <laughs> god god i'm keto i'm hey god i get what you're saying i understand you're upset but i'm i'm, I'm keto i'm gluten-free guy yeah, first, first of all no it was just interesting like that he did are we supposed to take from this that he never sweat or exhausted himself before this? i think well i think prior to this uh you know who knows it might have been perfect climate uh but i think prior to this they they just didn't you didn't have to work for anything it was just paradise and now it's it's like god is saying okay well now in order to to stand a chance of surviving uh it, it, let alone like actually thriving like you would in the garden of eden but just to survive you're going to ab- absolutely have to suffer and just completely like bust your hump day to day mister to to survive in this world mm-hmm. so this is the first instance of anyone being told to pull themselves up by their bootstraps yeah yeah this yeah, is the invention is... the honestly this is the invention of capitalism right here this is where it starts <laughs> this is this is where this is where the gear the gears of the machine start turning yeah well now you got this knowledge of good and evil you can figure out how to s- accumulate store save sell and yeah. uh, they make things a little easier for you, maybe by getting a little scratch coming in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that's this, this is the beginning. This is the beginning of like what would cause all of our woes now where e- even people that have job, like good jobs are living in their cars. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to this moment where God says you, you will toil upon the earth or whatever, whatever he said. Well, Just, I think it's interesting. Yeah. He says uh, that from uh and pain sweating in your car while you eat kings of wine rolls yeah <laughs> it's like you don't have ac anymore yeah like, oh, man, the wall the walmart work. the walmart had kings of wine rolls marked down because they expire in a week yeah and the ac in your, the ac in the car you live in is busted so by the sweat of your face you'll eat bread <laughs> that's kind of what that's kind of what it's like now is just shoveling kings hawaiian discount kings of wine rolls in your face in the walmart parking lot yeah well I, I, I know that verse is weird too like in the end of 17 when he says in pain shall you eat of it in pain like you're eating in pain like i think about that a lot too i mean think about how many people allergies people get allergies like just, that you develop over time like you get a certain age and you're like i can't i can't eat cheese or yeah i can't, I, I can't eat red meat anymore it's or, you, or you get or you get like tmj you get like jaw problems and it just hurts to eat food it hurts to chew yeah, her teeth yeah. are falling out. It's like I gotta tell my too that gets painful to eat and yeah, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess it does hurt to eat. And then it's kind and of then, crazy. Yeah, and then it hurts to take a dump, you know. Sometimes sometimes it rules. Sometimes it's the best. <laughs> sometimes it's real it's like the best part of the day. And then and then other times it's it, you know, you think like oh, I'm gonna hemorrhage and just die here. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, like something's gonna burst in my skull. Yeah, <laughs> like I wish I could bro- pull it out. Somehow. I'm gonna bleed out inside of my skull. How hard to, I have to strain to get this duke out. 
So yeah, that's that's a, that's sort of what's happening here. This Duke, this yeah, I got a real Beelzebub in my ass. Yeah, Adam, Adam will take many a painful dumps after this. <laughs> Whereas he he would not. All the dumps would have been smooth sailing had he not done this. Yeah, all because he listened to his the voice of his wife. Yeah, his 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 wife is the reason his bowels are messed up. You could have, you could have had pain free poops. Yeah, <laughs> forever. Forever. Um, and then we go on to verse twenty. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Well, that's nice of him. So God, man, God hooked him up with some clothes. Yeah, God hooked him up. He said he he saw that he saw the, these like fig leaves they put together and he was like, this is shoddy craftsmanship. I, is... Just just let me do you a solid here. Let me show you how to do this. Yeah. Let me, let me show you how to you... make some proper clothes. Yeah, it, it says coats of skins. So do you think prior to this, they may not have ever even killed an animal. So they saw God kill like a cow or a, bu- a bull or something and skin it. And they were like, what? What are you doing? Why are you, doing this? you know what? I never thought about that before, Dalton. With sin, in order to atone for any sin, this is the first sacrifice. That's crazy. I really thought about that. Yeah, where did the skins come from? Yeah. He God, killed something. He they, sacrificed something, something innocent blood to so he could be that's trippy. I never yeah. thought about that. Dude. And who who killed whatever whatever animal the skins came from, you know, did God did God just smite a, a buffalo or did they have to go to, you know? So, well, I mean, God gave his only son to be the sacrificial lamb. So it's not, I mean, maybe he did just go ahead and sacrifice the, maybe this was like the first lamb sacrifice for Adam. You think while God, while God was working with that lamb, Adam was like, while you're at it, God, I'm, I'm actually allergic to latex. (laughs) (laughs) While you, while you have a lamb, you know, that you. I like, I like, I like the accent you're giving. Well, he is, I mean, Adam is the first Jewish guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting too that uh, Adam named his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, which is kind of interesting too. That's true. Like, uh, before this, she was just a w- woman. The woman. <laughs> yeah. You gave me a woman. Well, it, it's it's interesting because I mean, do you think this is also maybe where we get uh, uh, the wife taking a man's name? You know, oh, maybe because he took because he given her a name, he gave it to her. So yeah, have, I mean, not that his last name was Eve. His name was Adam Eve. Adam Eve. Hey, I'm Adam was, Eve. Or Adam, I don't know, Steinberg or yeah, something. Adam Steinberg Eve. Adam, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what their last name was? Adam Schultz Eve. Adam, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. We get it. Yeah. And then we go on to verse 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. Now, who is us? There's that us again, just There's like the creation, because he said that in the creation. Let us make man in our image. Yeah. So again, the polytheism. Mm-hmm. Who knows who else was was uh, tooling around there? Well, this, I mean, I don't know. This is like before the fall. Uh, well, no, this was after the fall of Lucifer. It's after, yeah. Yeah. So who knows who God is talking about there? 
one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God... Actually, you know what? That's an interesting concept because, like, you see that in so many, like, works of fiction. Like, vampires. Like, vampires live forever, but it's it's a curse. It's, like, mm-hmm. the, worst, the worst thing that could happen to us would be immortality because, like, we still have to deal with, like, all the trappings and, and everything that goes with being human, and it just doesn't end. And so, like by cursing, I get, I guess, man, or rather, blessing us with some sort of like physical death and uh, walling off this tree of life, like you know, pr- completely like not granting us access to it at that time. We we won't have to endure an eternity hmm. in, in this form. Yeah, that's a good point because in turn because yeah eternal life in utopia great but eternal life in a fallen cursed ground that you gotta sweat and work and pain that is awful so in a weird way you're right like he is oddly enough blessing yeah them by limiting their days in a painful world yeah and and you see that there's like so many like works of fiction that explore that idea like somebody like a monkey's paw or a genie or like whatever machination somebody wishes to be immortal and then like a week into it they're like oh man this actually sucks yeah (laughs) how many how many wishes do i have left yeah (laughs) only one more wish to unwish yeah no well it it is interesting because like think about god look how gracious god is being in in these uh in this chapter they he, they just sinned against god he cursed he cursed the hell out of him for sure right but then immediately he's gracious gives him clothes and shows him how to make proper clothing and then two limits them limits their lifespan in a fallen painful world so he, after after they disobey and fall he then gr- graces them twice sure well i mean that's the love of a father you know i've experienced that in my own life my father, my my own father is never, and I'm grateful for it, and I I hope to do good by him, at some point. He's never abandoned me, you know, for all the all the mm. awful, terrible things I've done in, in my youth and as an adult, going against his wishes, <clears throat> disobeying him, and making a real mess for myself. Uh, it, 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 you know, I've been punished in my life by my own father. But I've also been shown great grace and forgiveness. And so even in this moment, God still loves them. He's yeah. I'm not I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> which hurt which hurts worse. Yeah, next time just come to come to me first. <laughs> yeah. Next time. next time you're thinking about eating weird fruit, come talk to me first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you still got to go. We're we got we're going home. I'm I'm sticking to this. You're not you're we you're not gonna we're not yeah. gonna go to Six Flags today. Take a take a good long look around this Garden of Eden because it's the last time you're gonna see it. I'll tell yeah. you that much, pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you have fun today? Well, I hope so because that's it. That's it. That's the last time we're coming here. Uh, <laughs> which is exactly what happens. And we we got two two verses left. Uh, twenty three. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. 
So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Dude. Cherubims. Cherubim, dude. That's metal. Yeah. Also a really good and tomato. A flaming sword. Yeah, cherub, to- cherub, cherub tomatoes? Those are good. I don't know <laughs> if I had a cherub tomato. I think it's you know, one of those little tiny tomatoes that burst in your mouth. Oh, a cherry tomato. Yeah, like a cherry. I've seen some. Maybe it's a brand name, cherub tomatoes. Could, well, cherry. Maybe, maybe cherry is just like the more selling point name. Maybe cherub is the actual like like name for it. Maybe yeah. they just say, instead of cherub, maybe they just made it fancy and said oh cherry yeah it looks cherub, like a cherry or something cherub tomato cherub rock by the smashing pumpkins cherub rock that's a good song it's a good now song we're talking yeah do Take me yeah yeah right the one? Uh, how's it going do you want my heart yeah me let me yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there you go uh cherub rock yeah, um, that's what that's yeah. what that's what they renamed the, the garden of eden at this point is cherub rock cherub rock yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome to cherub rock uh in a flaming sword i mean what is that it's a, a flaming sword is I it suppose. just like a, this impossibility to penetrate like a, it's a, not only a sword but it's it flames over all over it yeah, it's it's acting as, as sort of like a defense system for the Garden of Eden. So I imagine that it's making like a constant uh walk around the perimeter. It's just like you, 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 you. Yeah, I, I don't you ain't, know. You only get in here. Yeah, that that's how I imagine it. Is it's just moving really fast all yeah. around the garden, and then there's you know the cherubs are there keeping watch. So this is an impenetrable force fortress at this point, and. What they're really guarding, you know, it be not just the garden itself, but I mean, like, really, what they're guarding is the, that tree of life. You know, ain't nobody gonna be immortal. Yeah, yeah, you know, we can be immortal no matter how much we try or get surgeries or you, you got a ticker now. Yeah, and then you cut to like a terrible like TNT like miniseries drama about like people trying to find the tree of life yeah from the bible you know like so, you know what i mean like those yeah. those like made for tv show mini series or whatever that you see every now and then where they'll like you, you know what i'm talking if you ever yeah, seen yeah, anything yeah. like you know what i'm talking There's about where some real yeah super like cheesy stupid series or, or movies where yeah they, where they're yeah, trying to gotta... find some artifact mentioned in the bible where they're like it's actually real yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the tree of life is out there i've i've got the map and then, the, and then there's like Nazis that are also trying to find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, basically, I mean, really, it is like an Indiana Jones. Like you, could, this could be an Indiana Jones story. Well, it's, that is interesting that like that that they were supposed to live forever. They were supposed to live forever as long as they ate from the tree of life. They could have lived forever. Man, this is yeah. This is a real like. What what, what is that parable? Like the 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 lady in the blue dress and the tiger, or is like. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's, it's like you pick one door and it's just like a hot lady, and then the other door is a tiger that eats you. Mm-hmm. It's like you had two, you had two tree, you had a fifty fifty chance of eternal life in paradise, and you pick the you pick the one that the one the tiger tree that, eating your face. 
Yeah, you pick the tiger eating our faces. That sucks. Man, metaphorically speaking, that's what life is for all of us because of yeah. this decision. It's just <laughs> yeah. a tiger eating our faces. <laughs> yeah, man, what a what a letdown this was, you know. Yeah. It's like so you, you had literally you had only two trees to choose from. And and by the way, God told you which one was the wrong tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He told you that one's the a tiger eating her face. Yeah, this this is like the like celebrity jeopardy sketch on SNL where it's just Alex Trebek trying to give them layups and yeah, they're too yeah. stupid. Literally that, write a number down. Any number. Any number. You win. <laughs> god told you which one not to eat from and he and he didn't say there was a high nor hair mention of this other tree that one was not off limits and you know what that tree gave you eternal life well you're bringing up a good uh, an interesting kind of philosophical or a psychological question now or an idea because think about this okay so you got the two doors and we're, and we're saying that these doors are also the trees that God gave, right? The, there's the, the, the lady in the blue dress door, which is the tree of life. God yeah. saying, you can eat this door. And then there's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He's saying, don't eat that door because behind it is the tiger. But here's the, here's the kicker. You don't get to see behind the door and see the tiger. You just have to trust God that there is, in fact, a tiger that will eat your face. Right. So that's what created the curiosity. They're, they're, so they actually are questioning God. Is, is, did, is God being for real with me? Did, is there really a tiger behind that door? Oh, that's a good. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, it's a good question. Is there a tiger behind that door? Let me. I need to check for myself. God's like, I'm telling you, there's a tiger behind that door. Don't eat it. Eat that one. There's a, <laughs> there's a lady in the blue dress. And you've seen the lady in the blue dress. You're eating of that tree. You're eating of the tree of life. It's like going time. up and touching the paint, even though there's a wet paint sign. It's like, well, I had to be sure for myself. I had to be sure, yeah. <laughs> and then now you're like, yep, he was right. There's a tiger's mauling my face. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Why didn't I listen? Yeah. And, this, and also, this gets it, like, the existence of so many there's so many instances of like this sort of uh idea of like there's like two choices you, there's like one or two choices you can make and one is one is awesome and the other really sucks yeah <laughs> you see you see like stories like that all throughout literature and history um so this really is sort of like the um you know, I I guess like the beginning of what jo- Joseph Campbell would coin as the monomyth the uh the 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 hero's journey you mm, know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know which is you mentioned uh jb jbp earlier jordan b peterson and he he's all in on that kind of thing that that like hero's yeah. journey well i'll tell you right now dude his uh his biblical series on genesis especially the first three that we've covered i mean it's it's about as long as or maybe longer than we've covered and uh i mean his take on on this stuff psychologically is is incredible and it's nothing like i've ever heard growing up in church so if um even if you're not a fan of his it's a great listen great listen and i'm not a fan of his yeah interesting see i'm a huge I, fan i do not like jordan b peterson yeah i, um, I didn't think you did but i but i think <laughs> i think you should still at least uh give 
uh, it, it'd go. No, there's a I'll, ton of them. I'm not saying I'll check it out them, based but... on your recommendation because I, I mean, I trust you, but like, I from what I've seen of, of, of JVP, uh, I'm not particularly <laughs> a, a fan of his work. Old, old D, old DJVP, yeah, DJVP. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you know. So they, yeah, they ate the fruit. They're cast out. Now there's a sword with little angels, or yeah. I guess, I guess like really scary angels, probably. Yeah, I mean these, they don't sound. They got flaming swords, dude. Well, there's one flaming sword. I don't know what what like armaments the cherubs have. Maybe smaller. Oh, that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, because the flaming sword almost seems separate from the cherubim. Yeah, they probably have like smaller swords. They're not on fire, or. If if any painting I've ever seen is to be believed, bows and arrows. Yeah, they have little, they have little cute, bows. Cute, cute little tushes. Yeah, cute little rosy butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> You're like what's what's over there? That looks kind of cool over there. Yeah, could you? Yeah, ma- imagine just walking up on the Garden of Eden and you see little little babies with cute butts, and you're like, "What were they talking about here?" Like, yeah, you tell you tell me this is who's guarding. The, the Garden of Eden, I can take down. Uh, I don't care that they're flying. I can easily defeat a bunch of bunch of babies. Yeah, but then you're looking at it going, ah, if I could only get around that flaming sword. That, yeah, that's that's the real uh, bugaboo. Yeah, how could I, how could I possibly penetrate that thing? Yeah, um, well, this but, is this was good. Yeah, this is this is a good. I mean, this is this is where it all begins, dude. This is this the is, fall. I mean, I mean, so much. Yeah, so much literature movies pop culture references music have all come from i mean so much of it have come from that all of it that's what joe that's what joseph campbell says is that like every story to some degree like this idea of like the monomyth every story to some degree follows this this sort of like formula that he he calls the hero's journey where it's like the the fall and and then like Receive, receiving the call, refusal of the call, accepting the call, going on the journey, um, defeating whatever the the enemy is, it, mm. reaping the rewards, and then some sort of denouement, you know. Yeah. Um, re- redemption, and we'll which we'll we'll be getting to redemption a very long time from now, but um, but we we got a very exciting chapter next. Yes. Oh, yeah. The yeah, first, I, I, uh, the first murder. The first murder. <laughs> brother it, it against keeps, brother, dude. Just keeps getting worse, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really after that apple, they uh, well, everybody always says it's an apple, but it's really just as a fruit. We don't know what kind of fruit, but Man, yeah, the, maybe it was a mango or a strawberry. Yeah, the whole time it could have been like just yeah, a little grape. Oh man, it would it would have really sucked if it was like if it was an apple and it was like a red delicious apple, the, the worst yeah, of the apple. The worst apple. And maybe it was actually delicious once upon a time, <laughs> you know, and said, they yeah. were like, why do they call this a red delicious? Well, once they ate it, it lost all flavor. What a, what a misnomer. The red delicious. It's not delicious at all. It's, it's the exact opposite. It's of the delicious. worst. It's the worst apple. The best like, is honey, honey crisp. Exactly, honey crisp is, <laughs> is, is is an outstanding apple. Bra- if this Braver. was a honey, if this was a honey crisp, I couldn't have resisted. I'll tell you that. Sure, it, who wouldn't have fallen for honey crisp? <laughs> if I could, if I could look upon a beautiful round honey crisp and and smell smell the the you know 
just that delightful aroma of a Honeycrisp apple. Uh, well, I could I couldn't resist that temptation. <laughs> well, look when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, she was like, "Look at that! That has a shiny, multicolored, crispy, crunchy Honeycrisp apple." Yeah, maybe it was a Honeycrisp, and then God said, "And now." From this moment forward, you only have red delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this called delicious? It's it's a red awful. Ash red in awful. my mouth, this red delicious <laughs> apple. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's mushy. It it's sucks. Not, no flavor. Oh, it's the worst. There's all apple. this wax on it. Yeah, <laughs> waxy apple. I, I ate the sticker on accident. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. You can eat. The, you can, you can eat, eat the sticker. Yeah, yeah that's fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's what it was. It was a honey crisp, and then, and then it was red delicious forever until uh, our our great minds in um, horticulture figured out how to engineer a honey crisp again. Yeah, yeah, it took a in, while in defiance of God, and that and that's why nine eleven happened. What that now that's a conspiracy. <laughs> that is a... Because we recreated the, the fruit from the tree of knowledge, which is yeah. a honey crisp apple. Yeah, you can figure we figured out how to do it. Simultaneously, while we ate the honey crisp, we realized how we could design our own honey crisp. Yeah. With that knowledge. It it planted, yeah, it planted the seed of what would become how to genetically modify apples and engineer them back into honey crisps it planted the seed of a honey crisp in our mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was part hey, that's part of the deal that's that's what it says in the bible so that's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there genesis 3 yeah i hope you enjoyed that because that'll be the last one you eat for a few millennia <laughs> hope you got your fill adam yeah <laughs> oh man uh, that's I could good. go for a honey crisp right now. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I was about to say I'm I'm starving for a honey I would, crisp. I would love a honey crisp. What is what if you were so hungry for a honey crisp and you like had your dead set on it and your eyes were closed and someone just said, All right, I bite it and you bit and it was a red delicious. How mad I'd be so mad. I'd hate that. Yeah. I would, that I would hate it. if somebody told me I was about to take a big bite out of a honey crisp <laughs> and it was a red delicious. Oh. <laughs> what if somebody what if somebody made you an apple a delicious? apple pie with some bluebell vanilla ice cream but it was only made with red delicious well that you know that's a bit different because i think i think like cooking apples we well, got know, sugar you, in them yeah yeah but... you're whipping them up with all that sugar and and yeah. like dressing them up you kind of want to use a lower quality apple because well actually you... a lot of times people will use a combo of, of granny smith yeah and those tartar apples like like brayburns or I mean, I'm sure a honey crisp. I mean, God, can you imagine a honey crisp? I would not. Pie? I would not waste a honey crisp on an apple pie. Oh, it would be the best apple pie. I wouldn't do because I a honey crisp is so good on its own. I just, I feel like it, it's kind of a hat on a hat situation. It's just too much to mm. use it in an mm. apple pie. Whereas using like a Granny Smith or Red Delicious or or even like one of those because they say that since you're dressing it up in this way, like you're preparing it for a pie and adding all the sugar and cooking it yeah it, it's like it, it's like when people put cheese enchiladas and then put queso on top i don't understand that yeah exactly like yeah you put chili con carne on top of you the chili con carne or salsa verde or, or something you don't yeah, want to, or, or yeah. a red or red enchilada sauce or something yeah you don't you don't want yeah it's just it's just too much it's too much of the yeah. same um 
so yeah i mean w- w- in the you know it's the same with like banana bread you know you would use a uh, a banana that's really starting to turn brown well or, that's, but that's also because it gets it's it's sweeter yeah did you know that yeah but those bananas are unpleasant to eat by themselves and they're true but they're perfect for a banana bread and i guess it would be the same with a low quality apple such as a red delicious or the lowest quality apple. yeah i could eat a granny smith by itself granny smith's good granny smith some peanut butter yeah that's a good snack that's a good snack right there right that's a good healthy snack Or you know, you know what's really good if you want to go a little like Latinx on this, uh, an apple. What's it Latinx? If you like an apple, like a Granny Smith or any apple, I guess it, it put a, put a, like some tahini on it, mm, mm, mm. like tahini or maybe Lucas lemon lime salt. Yeah, they love that. Oh, dude, they so... love it. Maybe some chamoy if you want to be so bold. Oh, uh, that's good. See, I've never been a big fan of like the spicy salts on sweet stuff or fruits. Like, I've, you, people, you ain't you ain't got to do the spicy salt because I've had people give me that. They've gotten like the little chili limon like powder salt, and they were like, they yeah. put like they toss it, they toss watermelon and pineapple in it. And to me, I'm like, I think it ruins the. Uh, I don't, I don't oh, like good. that as much. So I wish good. I did, but everybody loves it, and I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out on something. Well, you could you could get like I don't know if Lucas still exists, but Twang is another yeah. one like a twang lemon lime salt and that goes mm. really really good on an apple or watermelon or like whatever mango but i i like the i like doing tahini which is like the chili lime it's a little spice to it mm. oh that's that's too my mouth is watering right now dude i'd like to imagine though that w- what if it wasn't an apple that they ate but instead of it was like a coconut that was something like really difficult to get into the fruit of and they were just like God pounding had, it forever and god like, had really to make fun. them dentures <laughs> yeah <laughs> they tried to bite into a coconut <laughs> it took them hours to get the coconut open have you seen that like, there's people yeah. that can do that not not like the center of it but like when you get a coconut off a tree mm-hmm. there's like this layer on the outside that you have to peel off to get to like the coconut yeah. that you- it's like crazy no, the, looking. Yeah, the hard part you buy in a store is like the center of the coconut or whatever. Yes, yes. So there's like there's like these like Polynesian what like native Hawaiians or whatever that can take like a whole coconut off the tree and just rip into it with their teeth and get to the center, and then they take the center and just beat it on a rock and crack it open. That's crazy. Yeah, make it, dude. It makes my whole mouth hurt watching. Like the same as when you see someone like. <laughs> open a beer bottle with their teeth it just it oh just, god yeah you get that like sympathetic feeling where you're like this is making my teeth hurt yeah, why, are you, this. why are you doing this man yeah like, yeah that's crazy because I, I have sensitive teeth and i i can't even like use ice in my drinks <laughs> let alone yeah, that sucks rip open a coconut yeah with your bare teeth that's yeah. insane yeah if i if i pour if i pour my coke zero over ice it's gonna hurt my teeth oh yeah um mm. that's my fault for not uh brushing and flossing like i should <laughs> like they told uh, us we should yeah yeah and i mean that, that, was another, that was something they taught us that we should do they would give us toothbrushes for free in school and be like <laughs> yeah just please if you do anything brush your teeth <laughs> well that's an interesting way to think about like uh sin or disobedience like like there's sins of of the complete uh disobeying right like which it's all disobeying is a sin but one is more of an action one is more of a, an omitting action 
right? And you yeah. see the consequence of that too, right? Like if you do something they say don't do, you'll reap the consequences. But if you don't do something you're told to do, I mean, think about that. If like, what if they chose to not eat of the tree of life and they wouldn't have lived forever? That would have been a weird disobedience. Well, he never told them to do it. He, he just told them to like, eat. He, he said, yeah, true. He said you can. He said you can. Yeah, it's, you know, it's up for grabs. You can help yourself. You may surely eat Mikasa is Sukasa. Yeah, Mikasa is Sukasa. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. He didn't tell him to do it. Um, <laughs> but make uh, sure you make sure you get some of that fruit of the tree of life there. Yeah, try it out. Dude. It's good. I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. It's like honey. It's like honey I, crisp meets uh meets jackfruit. Man, you're gonna yeah. love it. Proud of myself on that one. That's a cosmic <laughs> apple. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good one. That's a jazz apple. <laughs> that's, a, that's real jazzy. It's a pink lady. That's a blood orange. That's, that's a, a that's a Braeburn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I would do a whole show on apples as well. I, love I think apples. we just did. Yeah, I, I love apples, dude. <laughs> the, the freaking uh, the epilogue here. And I mean, even in a, in a pinch, I'll still eat a red delicious. Oh, if I'm starving, I don't yeah. want to. I don't it's want an, to. It's, it's an apple I'll give to like someone less fortunate than me. Sure. That way, I look like I'm giving now. Do you like, like really can- just because I didn't want it? Do you like candy apples or caramel apples? Uh, they're okay, but it's like a teeth thing for me. I always feel like my teeth are gonna be ripped out. Dude, yeah, for sure. You know, but yeah, and of they're, course. They're, they're just delicious. very, and they're also just kind of unwieldy. It's like a tough thing yeah, to eat. It's yeah. it's hard to eat. It's like it's. I'd rather just eat caramel in another way. But yeah. there's something amazing about just when you finally get to the juicy part of the apple, oh, dripping all over the caramel. Oh, dude, brother. yes, yes, dude, you, dude. Don't, don't, let's go to the fair and eat some candy let's apples. Let's go to the fair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love to go to the fair and get some caramel apples. Dude, yeah, so you'd ride some, go- ride some uh, bumper carts and stuff and choke yeah. on them, maybe? Yeah, I would go caramel over candy, for sure. Well, what's the candy? The candy's just uh, chocolate? No, the ca- candy apple? It's like a hard yeah. like candy coating, like some sort of like sugar coating. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, caramel all day. Yeah, car- car- sure. caramel, caramel. Caramel, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I'm, I'm from Texas, dude. I say naked. Naked? Yeah, I've, I still say naked to this day. <laughs> oil. What? You say, you say oil? Oil? Yeah. Instead of oil? Oil? Yeah, oil. Uh-huh. Oil. <laughs> oil. Yeah. <laughs> Working in the oil fields. Uh- oil field. Curse. Oh, not, yeah, Kerr's Banquet. Kerr's Banquet, baby. Yellow Belly, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow Belly and one of them weird medicine bottles they come in. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's weird. that is a weird one. Uh, <laughs> or a sherbet. I say sherbet. I'll say shirt. Uh, like uh, sherbet. I think sherbet. it's sherbet. <laughs> sherbet. Weird. Sherbet. Sherbet you. Sherbet you. Sherbet. Sherbet you. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah man let's go yeah we should go to the fair i would love a caramel <laughs> yeah when you get when you get some dude just the way you just the way you painted that picture i was imagining it myself like getting to the apple and all that juice mixing with the caramel and dripping down your chin mm-hmm. oh to That's be young stuff, to dude. be young again and have good teeth yeah that could God, tear, right that could tear through a caramel apple yeah, no it ain't bad. I tell you what, though, caramel apple is is tops, but it ain't bad 
dipping apple slices in a caramel dip if that's an option. No, like I said, I really do like it with peanut butter. That's still a snack I'll have to this day is I'll slice up an apple. I do that all the time, dude. Peanut. I mean, it's a good, It's I don't eat enough fruits and like peanut butter is a good, great source of protein. It's delicious. It's a good yeah. little snack. Instead of just eating like chips. I will, I will do that. I do that all the time. Like I'll cut up an apple and then get a couple scoops of, of crunchy peanut butter and just dip, like dip like scoop it onto an apple and just eat mm. it that way you're a madman you like crunchy i like crunch i like the texture yeah i, I i'm a creamy guy I've always been a little creamy <laughs> I, I, I like creamy it's just i just like the uh yeah i like the texture of crunchy peanut butter yeah maybe it's been too long since so i had it because i've always just been a strong i tell you i tell you what no matter what it. i ain't eating that natural stuff Get that out of here. I'm not. Oh, dude, natural peanut butter sucks. Natural peanut butter sucks. Really I, bad. It it looks it looks gross. Uh, it's 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 a hassle. It's too much. I don't want to toil yeah. in. I don't want to toil with this this oil and trying to get this mixed up the right yeah. way. Yeah, and, and there's all these other butters that people try to make like out of different nuts, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You just, the peanut is what you make a butter out of well, all the rest of the, the nuts don't be I, butters out of them I, I will attest that uh all, almond butter is okay but is cashew butter see i don't mess with any of those butters cashew only butters, mess the peanut cashew butter is pretty good dude really yeah cashew well cashews good. are actually probably the closest to a peanut Cashew butter is good. I've heard pistachio butter is pretty good, but I've never had that. I've had pistachio ice cream. Yeah, it's weird that the pistachio has an ice cream. Yeah. It's like, how is, I mean, the pistachio is a good nut. I'll give it to them. Solid. It's a lot of work, but it's good. It's a good nut. Well, not now. Like now you can buy those bags that are already shelled. That have like the shelves. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like $15 for a bag of nuts. Yeah. It's just, I, just, I don't do it for that price point alone. I'm like, now I'll, I'll deshell them. Cause then it also it helps me uh, uh, slow down on the amount of nuts I'm eating. Cause you know, the more work you're doing, Dude, I'm, over, I'm like, you, Adam, I'm over here sweating on my face. If you give me a bag nuts. of unshelled pistachios, I'll, I will eat the entire bag in one sitting. I yeah. You just ate $15. It's, it's gluttonous, like, dude. I love pistachios. Yeah. They're good. They're really good. <laughs> yeah. Or some pecans, dude. You like some pecans, brother? Brother. I love Come pecans. Come on. I love pecans. Uh, that's, that's good. That's a good nut right very there. Very good. Yeah. I love, hey. I love nuts, dude. <laughs> dude you're you're gay. I, I'm, I I just I'm I'm a big I'm a big nut guy. Yeah, you're nutty. Oh yeah. You're big, yeah you're, we're, sure. we're we're a couple nuts. Couple yeah. nut jobs here. Yeah, I'll get a I'll get a can of mixed nuts and go through it and eat out all the pecans and cashews and then leave everything yeah. else. Ooh, I'm gonna send you a song. Do you have a Spotify? I'm gonna send you a song called Nick's Nuts. It's by I'll DJ Crush. Okay, I'll check it out. Send it on you. I don't have Spotify. Send it on YouTube or something. All right. Um, I don't have any money right now, but that's the, fine. We'll we'll get money doing this show. Uh, yeah. by the speaking of patreon.com slash cornfed with Dalton Pruitt. Subscribe to the Patreon for the for this channel for all the things we're doing over here at the Billionaire Podcast Network. Ka-ching! Bing 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 bing. Did did fill her up? Uh, <laughs> you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Um. Y'all check out my band. I'm the bassist for Coldplay 2, uh, Revolution. Um, we just got done with our uh, Asian tour. 
Um, so you try to catch us around Austin before we make our way over to the to our European tour. <laughs> so you check us out on Instagram at Coldplay Two Band. Nice. Yeah, dude. And yeah. Yeah, just me. Just uh, keep paying attention to what I do. I'm probably going to have to start a backup TikTok account, so be on the lookout for that. <laughs> um, and just tell everyone about this program and all the all the wonderful shows we have over on the Billionaire Podcast Network. Ka-ching! Bing, 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 bing! Did you fill her up? Um, I, guess, I, guess, yeah, we, I guess we have to end with a prayer now. Yep. Uh, I don't, And I don't say that begrudgingly. I just remember that's, you know, that's how we end the shows, with a prayer. We're living on a prayer. Yeah. Everybody, everybody bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you blessed us with, for it was not promised to us. Uh, Thank you for the uh, grace and forgiveness you've shown us and continue to show us. uh, For we are not, none of us, not one man or woman or or anything uh, in between, uh, is without sin. We, we are all born with the uh, with sin and continue to sin in our lives. And it's only through you, God, and your son, Jesus Christ, that we are able to find your divine grace and forgiveness. So we, we thank you for um, showing us that uh, gr- grace and mercy and forgiveness. And, and we thank you for all the blessings you uh, have continued to pour down upon us in, in good times and bad uh, we, we know that your presence is still there, moving through and within us and all around us. Uh, for, you, for you are love and the love of the all creation is with us. Uh, and, and so it, it's in these words, uh, in, G, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, Brother Dalton. Brother Jamie. Always a pleasure, dude. I'm excited to get into some Cain and Abel next week. Dude. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh Cain and Abel. Yeah, that'll be next week, Genesis four. The, the Cain and Abel. Dude, we're rocking and rolling through this Bible here. Dude. In in just twenty short years we'll be <laughs> we'll we'll be on to the New Testament. Yeah. <laughs> at this rate. Hopefully um, before Jesus comes back. But anyway, thank you folks. Uh ble- blessed be, blessed be, blessed be. I have a friend divine walking with me, making my pathway shine, mighty is he. Jesus, the one I love, gladly I sing, praises to him above, he is my king. He's my king and reigns forevermore, I love him, he's my king to worship and adore. Oh, I dearly love him, there is none above him, wonderful is he, this mighty king of glory. He's my blessed king, let all the world proclaim him loudly. He's my king of royal holy fame, when I get to glory, I will sing the story of his love for me. I have a Savior dear talking with me. He is so very near, seems I can see. Over life's rugged way to Him I cling. 
He is my guide and stay, Jesus my King. He's, He's my, my King and reigns forevermore. I love Him. He's, He's my, my King, King to worship I and adore. Oh, I dearly love Him. There is none above Him. Wonderful is He, this mighty King of glory. He's my King. Let all the world proclaim it loudly. He's my King of royal holy fame. When I get to glory, I will sing the story of His love for me. I have the Holy Ghost living in me. My royal host, faithful is he, filling me with his love so I may sing praises to Christ above. He is my king, he's, he's my, my king, king and reigns forevermore. I love him, he's, he's my, my king, king to worship and adore. Oh, I dearly love him, there is none above him. Wonderful is he, this mighty King of glory. He's, He's my King, King. Let all the world proclaim it loudly. He's, He's my King, King of royal holy fame. When I get to glory, I will sing the story of His love for me.